Hi, um, real quick, um, there's a lot of things that happen that will only make sense if you watch the video form of this. So that's why you might get confused here and there for different things. Just letting you know real quickly. Uh, like my parents, my dad like walks in front of it. We also got up over and over again to go uh, like restart the camera's recording because it could only record like 12 to 14 minutes at a time. So every time we hear like big loud noises of like chairs moving and shit, it's cause we're just going to re-record, pre-press record on the camera. Basically this is just kind of just shameless promotion for the video version. Whenever you have time, go watch the video if you can. Uh, whatever is more convenient for you, I guess, but the video form will make sense for some things that don't make sense in the audio form. Anyways, thank you. Uh, hope you enjoy. Like bye bye. It's gonna be like the intro every time, and we're like, what is this? <laughs> and then we go like two minutes trying to no figure idea. out what the fuck it is. Um, okay, so how, how how ahead are we from the schedule? Like probably two, almost three weeks ahead. Like when is this one gonna come out? Yeah. Oh yeah, two weeks. Two two to three, right? Because we still have the CKCU. Well. CKCU one is like I'd call it like a half episode, so that's not that's fine. Okay. Um, the other one with the outliers. Yeah, that one. Um, I'm calling them out right now. <laughs> I need my fucking audio. We've recorded that podcast a, a fucking week ago, and I can't get the damn audio for it. So if you're listening, yeah, I'm calling you out, nigga. I probably have it by now. I mean, if I don't, if I don't have it by now. By the time this one's out. Yeah, I'm suing. I'm suing to the outliers, and I'm going for their demise. Because so like for intellectual property. Yes. Because we, we like, half owned this. <laughs> Since it was, like, we spoke for probably, like, around 40 to 50 You don't own it. You don't time. own words and knowledge. Yes, I do. In that case, nigga, I do. I'm actually cheese, bro. I'm like, what is this static? Don't fucking static me. Who the fuck do you think you are staticking me, you little whore? You're changing the subject because you know you're wrong. And your, your anger is... What? Overriding your... What? That I can't get my damn audio? Nah, I just hate not. I just hate not being in control. It's annoying. Let's speak about that. Let's but talk about control. Since we're going off top here, we don't have anything planned. Yeah, we don't have let's, anything planned. Let's talk about fucking control. Oh yeah, this is the first solo podcast. Uh, oh for yeah. Anyone that's not. We're watching. seven episodes in, and this is like finally the first one we're doing, yeah. like just the, the two hosts, because we love people too much, yeah. and we're doing this outside my house, as you can tell from this beautiful scenery, because I have a beautiful backyard. Don't rob me. Um, uh, yeah, don't help me. <laughs> I'm actually not rich. There's just a rich nigga backyard in a pretty average there's house. A pool, plus there's everything. A, there's a pool right now. Um, the weather's amazing. He's Overcast. late, so we can't get the sun in. Um, you told but me it, to come at this time. Bro. Um, yeah, bro, control. Uh, I don't think it's everyone who's like that, but it's kind of a human thing, though. I think, I think like you can be okay with less control as you. Like it's 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 like a muscle. Yeah, I feel like it's something you learn, cause uh, like, like in school, like I learned this thing. It's like internal locus of control and external locus of control. If like people who are who have an internal locus of control, like they, I mean this, it's not exactly what you were talking about, but this is basically like saying like if if you rely on things external to yourself, mm -hmm. like to determine whatever things, then you're gonna be less happy in general. Oh, the wind. The wind is so cool in this. It doesn't even matter. It sounds. It sounds kind of relaxing, like some ASMR shit. <laughs> okay, well you just interrupted my sentence. But, oh yeah. Sorry. So yeah, the internal locus of control is like basically people who like, yeah, like I control it. Like whatever I want to happen is yeah. in, it is in my. That's hands. a personality. That's the personality trait control that you're talking about. Like I mean, the I wouldn't even say like, it's a personality trait. Like it's everybody has it. Like you're just 
you just have to kind of dig deeper more. to like because what i'm thinking about when you're saying that is like the like the controlling boyfriend the controlling husband the controlling dad who just wants everyone everything to just everyone and everything to just like be in their control yeah. so they like use like fear tactics and shit like, like either that either keep it the way it is or, or yeah like, either like my way or yeah, yeah either my way or is just wrong if you're not like living according to my rules like it's wrong like mm-hmm. with their friends with like but but what i'm talking about is like more the actually that's that relates but overlaps yeah but i think i think why it's a human thing is because like we tend to we tend to dwell a lot over shit we can't control like that's i feel like that's one thing like we like we're not naturally that's not naturally built into us that we just have to learn over time just with like life experience because like that's one thing you learn in life well, if let's, you let's do look learn at kids, it right i mean do they really care if they i mean yeah i guess they do because they, they freak out mine, but mine, mine. yeah but they're they don't dwell on shit that's why i love kids they don't dwell right. on shit they just kind of just get the cry out and then by like tonight like they're just playing or just yeah they still their like, minds off right? exactly they get over shit they just let it out that right. they just ex- they just for, express for it. Adults or old people, older people, it can last like a few days. It can last like days, months, years. Like it will keep you up while you sleep. It's like the whole thing. Like it's like such a relatable thing for people to be like at night. Like sometimes they'll just while trying to fall asleep, they remember some shit from like five years ago, mm-hmm. and they won't be able to fall asleep because they'll feel so bad about some shit that's like basic doesn't even exist yeah. anymore. I mean, like now with like social media and everything, like the rate of technology, like there's so many variables that <laughs> are yeah. here, like. Your phone has Instagram, Twitter. Like you yeah. have laptops. You have freaking. Bro, we could, go, water. we could go so long on social media and like how it's so shit, but it's like it's not. It's not even that. Like we said in the in this in episode six. Like it's like, it's not even that it's shit. It's just like misused. It's like people yeah. let it use them more than they use it. It's just like a lack of control, lack of being able to go like, I want to go on it instead of oh shit I've been on it. I don't even remember when I came on Instagram. Yeah. I remember I had something to do. But, <laughs> yeah, but like you had to send someone a message, but nah, then you just saw some tits. Now nah, I'm just like, now nah, I'm just like 42 weeks into this person's profile. I don't even care about this person. I'm just scrolling. Yeah. Like I don't. Like I, you've never even met this person before. Like. Yeah, and you're just so invested in just seeing like the fucking <laughs> pixels that they've captured. That's yeah, pretty crazy. And it's like 42 weeks ago, so it barely matters. That person doesn't even remember that fucking photo. But back to what you're saying, like uh, not having control. Mm. Do you think like you could train yourself to get out of that? Uh, get out of what like not having control like yeah just, that's like that's like the lesson you learn I think from from just life like that's why I'm telling you with it, right? that's why I'm telling you is something you you like figure out like as you're as you just live yeah. it's like one of the things that humans just learn like the concept of debt right. like I think you just learn that through just seeing it like as you like I don't maybe it's intrinsically maybe it's something I mean, we come you with can you can experience experience it intrinsically but like that has to be like like no no do you think it's like packaged into us like the knowledge of death like from our the moment of our birth i think indirectly yes because we're like we fear certain things like like it's in our dna to like just run or like uh, if we're drowning like you like baby stop breathing i feel like this is not getting us now it is because like okay like if a baby's like dropped in water like they instinctively they instinctively stop breathing to yeah, prevent, like drowning, right? Yeah, so so it's probably it's probably yeah. I mean, evolution would probably make it something. Yeah. But that's just a that's just a fear though. That's just from. I mean, if a fear of death exists, then the knowledge of death has to exist too. Huh. Well, not necessarily because the Buddha, like when he was, because he was a prince, right? And his parents, the king, oh, like he, yeah. he, they kept him away from all of that, and he yeah. didn't even know like 
what, what illness was. You never knew that people could even get sick mm-hmm. until you like went onto the village. Yeah. What, like, why is that guy? Why is that old guy? Like, Imagine coffee? how crazy that must be. How old do you? Does it say how old he was around? I think he was probably late like, teens. In his teens, like sixteen, when he actually Bro. went out into the village. Imagine being sixteen and seeing the concept of yeah. illness and death for the first time. That's the first time. Like the first time, like I would have so time? much resentment and just being mad, like for that just for something that's so inevitable like because it's gonna happen to you one day yeah. and you don't want it when it happens to you for it for you to like if you're in shock when it happens to you because you don't even know what it is it's probably not even good for it's treatment gonna be more traumatic yeah it's like, gonna be even worse right so so if you like if he gets ill like dude he must have gotten ill those 16 years did they just lie to him about what his illness was? Like he I just, think he did because like he just tired. Actually, I don't know. Like, but he was oh, also a prince. Yeah, he's a prince. So yeah, so yeah, he's probably fully healthy. He probably tried their best to yeah. keep him away from it. But like, I don't know, man. For me, like being 16 and learning the concept of death and like illness and poverty for the first time, like I'd be, I'd be mad, like at my parents for a good amount of time. When was the first time you kind of realized like death was a real thing? I don't know. That's why I think it's a, it's a package thing because like. What do you mean by it's package? Not, it's like, as in, like, you just come with that knowledge. Like, you just oh, born like with it. Oh, you sort yeah. of thing? Yeah, because, like, I can't tell you a time when I was like, oh, shit. I mean, like, well, there's one thing to, like, subconsciously know it exists, but there's another thing to, like, consciously be like, oh, shit, this is what it is. I also haven't... I mean, I have, but, like, I was so young that it was, like, I was 11, so it was kind of still hard to... And my parents kind of shielded the concept from me. I just went to funeral. Like, when uh, the earthquake happened, my aunt died. Mm-hmm. And it's like... It wasn't really like she died. It was like we can't find her, mm-hmm. like the how my parents broke it down. So that we can't find her because basically the building just crumpled. Like instead of running out, she ran into the building. So like it fucking when it fell down, basically she went with it. So like when um, the way my parents basically broke it was like we can't, we just can't find her. They didn't really tell you like there's no closure. She's dead. Like yeah, there's just like they, we can't find her. And next thing I know, I'm in the funeral, and that's it. And it's like to me like that whole thing was a blur. Like. To me, it felt like my parents were kind of just have shielded me a lot from like just the outside world, cause it's like, um, cause they well, kind of want to keep your innocence. Yeah, not not even like consciously in the term of like where we lived in Haiti, cause that's just cause like they're very, I guess, like safe when it comes to um, security and shit, cause like it's Haiti, like it's third world, so like there's a lot of crime, probably less than they make it seem like there is, but like we lived in like a pretty like far away place from like downtown from like where most of the people is so it was very calm mm-hmm. so like when the earthquake happened like i didn't even understand what was going on like i was like like i have shit like i have to i have to go to school tomorrow like i have this fucking thing to study for yeah i was like yo i have this fucking thing to study for like and they're like dude like that's no longer a thing like and to me like i was so away from it that when it happened i was like I don't. I didn't even understand how bad it was right. until I until I learned that three hundred thousand people fucking died, and I was like, <sighs> "Holy shit!" Until we were going to the countryside to go see like our, our grandparents, because the countryside it didn't happen. It was more like in the in the capital of the right. of the country, right? So, like the countryside just felt like a six mm-hmm. on the scale. We felt like a seven. They felt like a five to six, like aftershocks mm-hmm. and shit. Um, it's like it's the fucking craziest thing, bro, because we're driving there. And, like, as we're driving, we're seeing, oh, it's, like, two dead people on the fucking sidewalk. (laughs) Yeah, it's, like, two dead people on the sidewalk. Oh, shit, like, these niggas' whole houses are destroyed, and they're, like, literally just camping out, like, trying to find shit. Like, oh, it's people here trying to fucking, like, 
see if they can find some person under this like under these rubbers like the rubbles that and might just still be breathing. yeah that might still be like it was but to me i was i still felt a separation from it because i didn't yeah. actually understand it i was also 11 yeah. and like i hadn't really had like any deaths in the family my grand most of my grandparents just all my grandparents are still alive so like oh, i still didn't have like that death right but that's why that's basically to get to that point is like the reason why um I was this is literally all to to agree with you on the the like the subconscious and then when it actually happens it hasn't actually happened where it was like a death super close to me like proximity and, yeah and like the idea of not even being able to see that person anymore it hasn't really hit me because my aunt I wasn't like that close yeah. to her so it wasn't like crazy crazy like I, I like I could tell it was bad and I still knew it was bad but when I was too young and then two it's like like you're not that closer but when right. it comes to like family closer family like grandparents shit was still it hasn't happened yeah. i think that's Thankfully, when it's gonna yeah. like register in your head it's like all of those things where you stopped. oh it's up it's like all of those things where you like know it's it, like it exists mm -hmm. and then but it's like it's not like first-hand like experience or like it's not yeah. close enough for you to actually like it's like any trip you know when you're like I know all these things, but yeah. now it's like... How do I integrate? Now it's like hitting me. Now you understand. Right. Like, it's like I know all these things exist, but not, now I understand that they exist. Like, you feel it. Mm -hmm. It's like you know the knowledge, but then you you can feel it too. It's like all those things that are so obvious. Like, the entire, bro, a whole trip, the, the main thing you can say for the trip is like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> all trips are like... Ours is like, it's like, fuck, like, duh, nigga. Like, obviously, that's the thing. It's like a big, like, a big, like, oh, like, duh, like, of course, mm -hmm. like, I'm one with it. Of course, I'm the universe. Because <laughs> I'm like, fucking in it. But like, it's like, like... I texted you yesterday, like, I'm literally half my mom and half my dad. But whole you. But whole, like, but a whole of me. Like, yeah. How does that even make sense? Like, your mom and dad are not like you, but you are like them. But they are like you at the same time. Yeah. But it's, bro, it's like, that's it. That's what originality is. That's right. all it is. Originality is just like. You take two things that are Ideas, exist, yeah. It's just and then, liquids. And then twist it into your own it's kind of. Liquids mix, bro. Like, that's what's so funny about seeing, like, niggas, like, claiming to be original or chasing that so much that mm -hmm. they're, like, doing shit that isn't even them anymore. Just so, just so like they could satisfy their ego. They have that name for, tag of "Hey, I'm original." Yeah, hey, I'm original. <laughs> hey, everyone, like no one's like me. Blah blah blah. Like screaming it out. But it's like, bro, like you're born an original. You're literally taking someone's gene. Your your entire fucking like family lines, like generation. I tell you, I tell you, you're born original. Yeah. You said born unoriginal. You're born because, unoriginal because you're stealing your parents' genes. Right. I mean, in that sense, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's that's in what the makes sense you that original. you are wholly you. Like, there's no one else like you. Yeah, exactly. Like you're like if you just be yourself, like literally you're original. Like you don't yeah, have to try. exactly. It's like people don't understand that original is like literally copying. That's how you become original. But there's of course there's like, um, it gets like a bit more complicated because right. there's literally shit copying and then there's good copying. Right. Um, that's like what do you think? What do you think shit copying would be? Shit copying is like, you don't even put any effort. Like you, you get two things. Uh, how do I like? It's, <laughs> like you take two things and then try to make it into one, but it's kind of like you're just. It's like okay, it's like if you're trying to mix Andy Warhol and Jean-Michel Basquiat. Mm -hmm. All you do is Andy Basquiat. Like that's not. Yeah. Just mixing their names. Yeah, but you're not really like trying to. I think. I like think you it's don't, like you kind of have to like live in both their worlds and kind of grab something i think intent 
like is where the difference happens like intent like why are you doing this is it because right. is it just because like though they're cool like right, they're, exactly, they're looked yeah, up yeah. to and they had like they had clout and okay that'll give me clout if i copy mm-hmm. them like okay cool but or like, was it like original organic yeah if it's like i'm genuinely into them and i genuinely love what mm-hmm. they do and those two and it's I, like those two people had may have had like a huge impact on my yeah view and my, my artistic d- like development yeah and you want to emulate what I that put out is literally just coming out of me but through like it's coming through me but it was originally the ideas originally from them but it just came through me yeah um i think it's i think it's like yeah basically that is it's more like it's the authenticity <clears throat> yeah and it's the, something that you can't really like really point out it's something that someone genuinely just feels just feel, yeah. and that's what i was saying with the with Lying. the in five is like um five? uh episode five oh. is like we i think it's in like it's in in us like that we have this like like authenticity detector where we could kind of smell bullshit mm. and that's why like, we don't really know when we like just call people like like stealing like copying like we don't know why we actually say it but we usually write when we call someone right, out for we, like bad we, copying, when we sense the thing, yeah. yeah. But like someone like Kanye, who literally made a career out of just sampling old songs, mm. you can tell that it's fire because like that's what he was he, yeah, into. Yeah, he kind of made it into his own thing. Like, like he grew up in soul music, and it, it was a new thing. Mm. It was that's what's crazy, right? What was new and about the sample base is so wide, like yeah, everything. Fucks. It started, it's yeah, yeah. It's kind of dirty. It started with uh it's funny because I clean this, but I don't know how it gets dirty off being outside and just why. Maybe it's, it's the rain. Whatever. Our viewers, <laughs> our viewers don't care. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, maybe it's just one. I think it started with soul, but then he kind of expanded because I think I think the thing with Kanye is that he realized the importance of like, like how you can find old shit and then kind of just like add some shit mm. to it and like expand it because a lot of like if you search through like Kanye's like credits on his albums like almost everything has a sample in it right like almost everything has but some the, the form of is, a like, sample nothing under the sun is actually new like, exactly and he's not trying to play it yeah. off like that like Kanye will have like 20 writers on one song <laughs> and it's like Jesus Christ it's a three minute song why do you need 20 Jesus. writers because literally like he'll I think I think what happens with them is like there's like uh, an interview for the My Beautiful Dark Twisted uh, Twisted Fantasy is like the postman or the mailman, the, the whoever like the delivery person, whoever came, they would literally just come and he'd be like, if that person he's he's getting like a cool vibe from that person, he'd be like, hey, let me play you this, mm. tell me what you think. He'd probably just credit that person as a fucking writer. <laughs> and then what I heard too is like he pays people very like generously. Like he'll be like, someone will literally say like, I think you should remove like that kick from that beat. Mm. And then he's like, writing credit, money, <laughs> and it, like I I don't know. I think that leaks into also like collab- the importance of collaboration, which is why like I think a lot of the greatest artists always understood or were great because they understood they, they got to, under- to understanding the concept of like and just the value of other people the importance important. of like collaboration because like someone like someone like I don't fuck I seem like a fucking like yay like dick jerker but like someone like yay like that's all he does everything he does is collaboration and that's why everything he does looks like so perfect my beautiful dark twisted fan is like a lot of fucking people worked on that and it's considered to be like one of the best albums of the decade like no one no one who's into hip-hop has not heard of that album and that's crazy because like he gets i mean not all the credit but like basically all the credit it's like a director for a movie yeah 
Like, there's <laughs> there's a fucking team behind that movie. But the director gets the credit. Because um, I, I wrote about that for my film thing. Um, why, why I think they should get the credit, or at least most of it, um, is because, like, it's their vision in the end. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't... Like, they kind of planned it. Like, they... They put it on the paper. Yeah. And the other people are kind of just, like, helping. That's why, that's what, bro, that's why collaboration re, re, uh, requires such low ego. Mm. Because, yeah. like, you have to be, like, willing, one, to trust people, which is something that people don't really do. And then, what else? Like, you, like, other people who work for you have to be, like, able to know that this is not their thing. Like, people take over, right. people want to take over sometimes when they're working Pretty for you. collective. Yeah, they kind of want their names to be, like, st- to like stand out. Mm-hmm. They want to drop their signature, but they don't really understand it. Like, they're just serving you in that moment. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think, I think that, I think the, the, they should, they deserve most of the credit. Directors? Yeah. Directors and, like, the artists who collaborates with everyone. Because yeah, you can even tell in the movies, like, like a Tarantino, for example. If you watch like a few of his movies, like you could, like there's a certain theme in each one of them that's like so clear you can't miss it. Yeah. Like, you, you'll be able to tell that's his movie. You're like, oh shit, that's Tarantino. Yeah. Like just fucking seeing one person get the violence. Yeah, just the vulgar, <laughs> like so vulgar. Just the, like, the the comical way that the violence is portrayed, mm-hmm. like the blood spraying out, like it's always over the <laughs> top for some reason. Yeah, bro, it's uh, a torship uh, theory. It's something that dates from like the 1950s in the film. It was after. Um, it was after the Second World War. Um, I think something happened with the states where they just started investing less in films, and it was kind what of is easier. The, what is the theory? Explain it to the. It's viewers. a. It's basically. Um, it's this theory made by those those fucking genius fucking French niggas. Um, they were so mad about Hollywood and how Hollywood at the time was basically just novel adaptations. Mm-hmm. All the films were just novel adaptations, like. It's a good, is it, like, is it good? Why is it good? Because it just, like, is this book everyone loves? And it was right. adapted they very well. It. Yeah, they just made it very well. And they were like, bro, like, like directors need more of their personality inserted into the, the films. Like, mm-hmm. create their own characters. Like, make their own stories. And, like, develop their own styles. Like, they need to stop, become, like, authors. They need right. to become authors. Um, just like a novelist is, a, is the author of their right. novel. It's kind of the same in the sense that, like, you're, you are copying from that book yeah but you kind of need to make it your own or exactly else it's not authentic yeah we well, usually what they do what they would do is just like a straight copy follow as much as i can as they can like shoot as many film shoot as many scenes make it in two hours but shoot as many scenes as they can that portray what that book is like um and then they were like nah like this guy francois Truffaut made a like a big like influential essay about like um a certain tendency with cinema and it was like, nah, like I don't fuck with adaptations. Mm. And then with that, with that, they had they had that that opinion a long time. But then they came new camera technologies and shit like that. And then they managed to get like very like portable and like cheap handheld cameras. They're like, okay. So the thing about them is like their best way that they found to criticize something is by doing it. Mm. So one quote like uh, Godard has, which is another one of the guys from the fifties, is like, um, the best way to criticize film is to make a film. Right. And, like, all of their films contain, like, super, like, meta shit, where it's, like, the films contain, like, low-key, like, ideas on cinema. Mm-hmm. Like, the cinema, in the cinema, they're criticizing the cinema. <laughs> so it was, like, but through that, through them just, like, not being afraid to, like, show their their style and, like, making shit, like, super artsy and, like, randomly they'll have scenes that really they have nothing to do with the, the storyline. 
Like, they didn't really value the storyline that much. It's like doodles. It's like doodling. Like, some, they would, sh- like, shoot, they would, like, write the script, like, before shooting that same day and shit like that. Just, like, the guy, um, Godard, like, once he had broken up or divorced his, uh, his, his wife at the time. But his wife, he had already casted her for his movie. Uh, it's Pierre Le Fou, if anyone wants to watch it. I could probably, like, list it in the description sure. as a thing cited. Basically, she had cheated on him on a set with another actor. <laughs> And then he was, like, going through that, right? And it's also a point, uh, according to his interviews, like, a point where it was kind of low, like, like, like self-doubt shit. And then, um, so, like, he still had to do the movie because mm-hmm. it was, like, basically planned. And, like, she's the actress. She's, like, the leading, like, female actress, right? So then he still had to shoot the movie with her and basically see her basically every day after she cheated on him and they divorced. So guess what the film shows? Like, she, the film portrays her as the woman who betrays the male, main male character, who plays him, who the male character is trying to, like, f- like pursue his art career, and then she just wants, like, to live, like, a good life, like, like buying shit, mm-hmm. living in society, like, normal kind just like society. Trophy, trophy yeah, like, materialistic kind of thing. So, like, that's him putting his, like... And he describes the shoot as very, like, unconscious. So it's, like, that's straight subconscious. So it's, like, random scenes that have nothing to do with the story. Like, watching it for the first time, you have to really pay attention or else you completely miss the premise of the story because he just throws random shit in there. So, like, if he wants to literally vent, he'll vent, but in film form. And that's crazy. Yeah. So it's, like, that's what they call art films. It's, like... like, was the narration of the film kind of... Did it kind of follow the actual events, like the divorce? Yeah, yeah. You 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 can catch the story, just not like. Like, does it was the story made before it? Yeah. Or, or there was it yeah. in terms of like, or did he alter it because of what happened? He probably did, cause there was a lot of script writing, like like I said, like, like script writing that did it on the day of yeah. before, sh- really, literally before shooting, and they just run through the lines right before shooting. Sometimes he would have the lines like behind the camera, <laughs> and then literally have to read the lines like as they shoot. So it was very like amateur, but like good like amateur and it, and they each had their own styles mm. and from that like a lot of Quentin is very inspired by Godard like he talks about like how Godard like blah 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 like he looked at Godard films and it was crazy because I, I need to actually I'm gonna have you watch um that that film yeah same to me because um, a lot of things that happen is like they break the fourth wall they, they always want to make you like let you know you know how usually like films are supposed to be like immersive you're supposed to get lost into the story right he doesn't like that he wants you to know that you're watching a film right. at all times it's so, a movie yeah so what he'll do is like break the fourth wall like have the character just turn to the to the camera and say some random shit oh I, I love that <laughs> and then go back it kind of just like it takes a break from the actual movie and yeah and just like wait this all is his films all his movies and from the first like, one. It's crazy because that feels more organic. That feels more like realistic. It feels like the the director's speaking to you. Yeah. Through the characters, through the story, which is basically what it is. There's some shit in his head. Like it's, the, <laughs> it's so tight. It just kind of goes back to like what the Dalai Lama says. He's like, know the rules well, so you can break them effectively. Yeah, and that's that's why they they were so effective and so influential is because, because they were they were critics, so they studied it. Like they were very into like it, so they stood. They it. knew, they knew what what worked, what didn't work, and all they were waiting for was their opportunity. Because mm-hmm. like it was very hard at the time to like actually like make a movie, like pr- like yeah, that. technology and like shit being super expensive. You need like a whole crew, because the cameras were so like complicated and big. And then that when that new camera came out, it was like oh shit! Like now I can criticize movies. Yeah. Like now That's I can so actually sick. do this shit. I think he's still alive. He has a good amount of films. 
But like from that, like you have niggas like Wes Anderson now. You have niggas like uh, who who else? Who else? Who else? Who else? Christopher Nolan kind of has a style, but uh, yeah, I don't really like watch movies like that. Bro, you should. Are you not into it? No, I like movies. It's just like I don't register like oh who directed this, who directed that. I like yeah. I watched Tarantino's. Uh, like that's the only. How many Tarantino films have you seen? I watched. Uh, fuck. That one with the driving guy. Pulp Fiction. No, that I watched that too. The one. Driving guy. Driving. It's Reservoir called, Dogs. No. Uh, Jackie Something Brown. Driving. Death Proof. Like, Death Proof. Death that's the one I haven't seen. Apparently, that's his only flop. Really? Yeah, that's the one like that a lot of people don't remember off the top of their head mm. when they're naming Tarantino mm. films. It's the one, apparently it's his. It's probably not his it's worst. It's pretty crazy. Like I mean, there's no story really. It's just like. But isn't it crazy how like you can literally just like turn any Quentin Tarantino movie like midway through the movie and know like that's him. Yeah. Like that's that's what's cool. That's the niggas who last. Mm. Cause like. You like you kind of they leave an imprint. You know how many thing, films like, come out every year, yeah. <laughs> especially now with like Netflix too. Like. Yeah, and like, do you remember who made the movies? Like, do you even care about the movies after you watch them? Yeah. yeah, the ones that last are the ones who like put their whole like, I don't know, I don't know how that works. Cause like, I don't know, is there is there directors who don't want to last? Like, or they're just well, clearly. I mean, I can't speak for them, but like, if you are expressing yourself in any means of, of any medium where, whether it be like music photography uh, film like you want your name to last for, for as long as you yeah. can right but I, I don't know um okay how about this question cause we didn't we didn't answer we didn't answer why um segways segways freestyling uh why do you think people lie hmm this is, like, completely unrelated like, to what so, we're exhausted like, talking about, but I really want to, like... Because I, I was thinking about that on the bus, but I kind of stopped myself from from keeping, like, on going. Because I was like, all right, we're recording today. I want to ask you that I question. I mean, there's so many factors that can take place, but most of it would just be, like, like manipulation, right? To get your way. It could be, like, in terms of, like, you're not competent enough to do this. Yeah. So you manipulate someone else to kind of make it easier for you. It's mani- like, well, manipulation can be good sometimes. Uh, like, in what in what sense? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of feel like it. Maybe like it's a, it's just a. I feel like it's just a feeling. Like I feel like sometimes like manipulating. But the word but itself, is just it, saying it, 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 it sounds not, negative. Like, is there ever a time when manipulation isn't malicious? Um, I mean, I guess there might be. Like, you, you tell a child, like, "Hey, don't do this," or like. They're just being annoying, and then you give them. Yeah, I feel like it, I feel like it's the same as like white lies. White lies aren't really dis- like destructive. White lies? Do you think they are destructive? I don't know, cause like white lies are usually like, I mean, I think there's a a a, a balance. I think a lot of people get lost in white lying. Sometimes they just get to doing it for no reason. All right, like there's different degrees. Yeah, it could just be like, hey, how are you today? Like. Your mom might have died, but you're like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's fine. Just, it's just, but that's because that's because no one wants to deal with that. Like, yeah. no one's really ready for that. And if especially but if that's you're not, not close manipulation to you. either. That's like no, that's, that's just, just that's just a lie. That's yeah. just to keep the person. That's a white lie. It's like yeah. I don't want. I don't really. I don't think you care. And I don't think. I think it would be like kind of disrespectful for me to 
like yeah, tell you such you a in. personal yeah. thing and you probably in a great in a great fucking mood and i'm just coming here like yeah, my mom just died <laughs> and now you have to think about your parents like might could die and now you, that whole concept's in your head and your whole fucking day's ruined depending on who you are and how close you are to that person i don't know man i feel like sometimes lying i don't know sometimes i feel like we lie because the truth is so like short-term like daunting it's like just face yeah it's like it's i mean instant gratification right like you don't want to deal with it now I mean, it's it's kind of necessary too at times, yeah. just because like, because you can't run away from the truth. You can't run away from it, but it's like you're gonna have to do it eventually, right? Yeah, I think I think lying is is a, I think everything is like that. Some are short term, short term pain, long term good, and then some are, uh, short term good, short term bad, and then long wait, short term pain, and then long term good, and then some are short term good, and then long term bad. Right. So lying is the one where it's like short term good. But then eventually it like adds up like a Dollarama right. transaction. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh man, this is like two bucks. Like this shit, that's cheap. And the next thing you know, you're spending two hundred dollars because you didn't see up. the fact that it was just adding up so much. You just saw the singular price every mm-hmm. single time because short term, like, oh my god, this is crazy. Um, and then at the end, when you're finally done and you've done the entire course, you're like, holy shit, like fuck, this is so much. Now I have to pay. I don't want to look yeah. cheap and all that shit. I think lying is the same thing. It's like short term. It just gets you out of that, like facing. The, the, the problem that yeah. might be beneficial it's always gonna add up and like hit you in the face yeah you can't run away from reality that's not like people say like never like it's never good to lie just tell the truth always yeah but sometimes you realize how hard it is to tell the truth yeah cause like there's moments where you, like honest being honest would be like oh man like that would be so beneficial for that person <laughs> uh, that would be so beneficial for myself but like in that or even, moment or even like telling someone their breath stinks yeah and like not doing but it like it's it's a it's a society thing one because like people are so are so like sensitive you're you're afraid that they'll take it wrong but that's i think they never do though like they never do if you tell them they'll actually be grateful some oh, will shit, just like you. That's, I actually need yeah they'll just be like oh shit like okay cool um some will just like be like short-term embarrassed like oh fuck like especially depends on how long it's been Mm-hmm. If it's been like, yeah. oh shit, like I've been all day, day like, like this, <laughs> I've been all day like this, and then this one person finally tells me like that shit, like that it's it smells. And bad. then you start thinking about like all your other friends. Yeah. Like, why did they not tell me? Oh, maybe that's why they weren't like looking at me straight to the no. face. <laughs> and now you're like overthinking it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I feel then that's the thing. It's like short term, you'll be like, oh fuck. Yeah. But in so long right, term, like, you're good for the rest of those conversations. Like those conversations, you're like, ah, well, oh, be short term. Right? Short term, you're good for all the conversation. You don't have to like. There's no. It's not awkward because you told them. Yeah. Well, it's short term. It's short term, like um, bad because there's the awkwardness. Right. There's always Initial, an awkwardness yeah. in that. It's like your breast things, by the way. Yeah. And usually that's like something that people use as like as an insult. It's like, oh fuck, like damn. Mm-hmm. And it's like that short-term awkwardness but then it's like oh yo good looks and you get yeah. the gum and then on a long term you're good for the rest of the day yeah. or until you throw away the gum or whatever not like, <laughs> until, you <throw> <laughs> until you throw away the gum and start eating again but like until then you're you're good like for for how however long you keep that good breath or whatever mm-hmm. but like short-term bad like lo- bad long-term is like you don't say it and then every single conversation yeah. that person has like everything is awkward and they don't understand why and then they're in their heads <laughs> about it which makes it even more awkward bro don't you find that like what makes situations just weird and awkward is when you're just most of the times when either you or that person is in their heads about not wanting it to be right. so much that just ends up being yeah you can kind of like sense it yeah it's like 
in the silence. Yo, like, yo, like. Or even, hey. yo, like, one thing I've noticed is, like, you can, like, you can just tell by the person's eyebrows if they're <laughs> genuine or not. You're yeah. Like, 100%. Or just, or just the, the amount of eye contact they make. Yeah. You can just, like, fr- like well, five, ten body seconds. Body language is a big thing, too. Like, and it's, it's turn energy, too. Yeah. Well, it all, it's all one thing. Because right? I think that's why some people, like, when you link up with them, it, like me, like let's say I link up with you, but that's because like we've known each other for long enough that we're mm-hmm. comfortable enough. But it's like, even even before, like we never really did like small talk that much. Yeah. Small talk is to me is just a, it's just discomfort, yeah. discomfort with someone with someone else. But the but feeling obliged to speak to them even though you're not really comfortable with yeah. them, so it just comes off so <laughs> small talk just comes some, to me as so bro, ungenuine. Some people are good at that. Some people can like keep going, and the other person won't even know it's like. To me, it's a one big lie. Yeah. Small talk is literally two people lying each, to each other, like the entire time. Hey, how are you? I'm not even gonna <laughs> look at you, bro. I'm not even looking at you. Hey, like, how are you? Oh, good. You like? But I mean, it's also because like like you yourself thinking like, oh, it's just small talk. That's what it is. Yeah. That also has an impact because like, what yeah. if you? What if like, okay, there's just one guy, who <laughs> in uh in like first year of university, like we had tutor- tutorial, right? Yeah. And he, <laughs> this guy, literally like. He well, when the TA left the class, he would take the test and take a picture and send it to everybody. Like that, like yo, that guy, like that guy. You need a small talk. You need a small talk with that nigga. But like, I, I appreciate that too. Like yeah. he did something for me, and like, I, like there's value in that, right? Yeah. So I kind of like, it's not that I feel obliged, but it's like, hey man, like he did that for me. Like he went out of his way to be like to be that vulnerable. Yeah, that makes you feel comfortable with someone. That's yeah. usually what like breaks the ice with like with a relationship. Yeah. But even like, in that sense, like you kind of have to like keep a small. Hey, how are you? What's up? Yeah. But I kind of, like, for me, I kind of just, like, it's just, orga- I just try to keep it as organic as possible. I don't try to just stretch it But it's so all. hard because yeah, it's, it's half-half. So half. It's 50-50. Yeah. Like, and, like, you can tell they don't want to kind of speak Because so, sometimes you're, like, fully down. Like, let's have a good little, yeah. like, two-minute conversation and just, just forget up. it. Yeah, yeah, but then that sure. person's not, like, really trying to be into yeah. it. Or they're so in it, a rush. It's like that, that one story. I don't know if I t- said it to, I don't think I said it in the podcast. The one about the... <clears throat> when I when I, get it, I get it. when I caught the guy at the the bus stop at school, and um, he was, <laughs> I was trying to get on the bus. I was waiting for my bus to come, and then is it good? There should be a red button. Yeah, the red light. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was waiting for the guy to come. Right. I, I was waiting for the bus to come. Yeah. And then I was I was catching the ten, but then the seven came first. I, t- I told you this the story, so to you it's just a re- repetition. Um, I'm literally standing there, I'm waiting, and then out of nowhere I feel a, a little tap on my on my shoulder. I'm like, I turn around. Those are the worst ones when you don't expect the person because you're not getting yourself ready for the small talk. And you're kind of so, startled too, like, fuck. Yeah, so you're like, shit, like, oh, fuck, I don't even remember your name. Oh, <laughs> we know each other. So it's like, fuck. And then you turn around, I, I turn around, I'm like, oh shit, because I remember his face. I'm like, oh shit, it's been so, because it had, it been, it had been so long. I was like, oh shit, it's been so long. Like, how you, how are you? And he's like, I'm good. You? And then I'm so not in like. Wait, wait, wait. who said what? Huh? No, I'm like, yo, how are you? Oh shit, it's been so long. How are you? And then he's like, good. You? And then he's clearly catching, trying to catch the seven. So I don't want to hold him and right. be like, yo, what's like, how you been? Blah blah blah. So then my main thing. Instead of saying I'm good, it's like, take care, bro. <laughs> so the way, it went, bro, it went like this: like tap on the shoulder, turn around. Oh shit, yo, it's been so long. How are you? Good, you? Take care, bro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like it's so weird because the thing with me is after I say how are you, 
I always forget that there's the good you coming. Yeah. So then I always forget that I'm supposed to go good. So then I, I either start saying something else, or to me, after the good you, the conversation's over. To me, after it's, I say, like, it's how so are crazy. You? Like, most white people are so good at that. So fucking good, bro. I think, I don't know why. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> like why are they so like so <laughs> down for it bro <laughs> it's either it's either they're fake calling out all white people it's either they're fake as fuck cause I can cause I'm black it's either they're fake as fuck no white people could call black people out it's either they're <laughs> it's either they're fake as fuck or they're just comfortable with other people that they could just like right. like ask you like they don't need to know you to want to have a conversation with you I don't know if it's, it's cause it could be a tribes thing it's like different Tribal. different culture, different cultures but I'm not allowed to say that white people have culture because apparently they don't. They actually mm-hmm. do. But we, I hate talking about race, so we won't. Uh, it's been it's been like around an hour. I think say we're gonna, word, an hour? Should should have yeah. We're like forty ish minutes. Jeez. Yeah, you want to wrap up? Yeah. You have anything else to say? Uh, I was just gonna say, what do you think about cultural appropriation? Cultural appropriation is one big bullshit. Yeah. It's just it's, it's, it's bullshit. Yeah, I don't believe it's, either. Originality comes from blending it's different liquids like, together. I mean, I think it's just purely appreciation that's misjudged. As, I think it's resistance. Yeah. It's like, oh man, that guy, that guy did that to my culture. Like, he's he's rocking it well. Those same Asian cultures <clears throat> that people are so fucking fast to defend, bro. You know how much they appropriate white culture? Like, the West? You know how much they look up yeah, because, to the like, West? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, first of all, because of colonization and, like, everything yeah, that, that is white, yeah. English, is, like, whoa. Yeah, post-World like post, post War II, like, a lot of, a lot of looking up... Yeah. A lot of looking uh, up to, uh... It's my dad. A lot of looking up to, uh, to, like, the West happened after post-World War II, like, post, right. like, Hiroshima. But he's gonna pass uh, it for the like, camera. Hi, I'm okay, and you? This is my dad. Dad, say hi. Hi. I'm Akris. <laughs> We're recording right now, so you're saying yeah. hi to a lot of people too. Yeah. <laughs> you're in the camera. Say hi to the camera. Of the camera? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It, it was like post World War Two. It was like they they adapted capitalism a lot more after, and that was like this whole thing about like the very traditional Japanese. Like, I'm talking about like Japan here. More traditional ones were like very against it but then a, a, a lot of people were for it like just pushing towards right. that like modernization and like capitalism and all of that shit but like they like you could say like I, I don't mean it in a negative way because to me I don't see it as a negative thing but the appropriate white slash western culture yeah but they don't get mad white people yeah don't get mad. but white people don't <clears throat> get mad because like but as, but as soon as like white people like bro like you know how cool that is for like you to see someone from the west like dressing up as someone yeah. from the fucking like eastwood just like that just shows like they actually appreciate your culture like, yeah some some of course like there's good copying and bad copying yeah. but you can tell when it's authentic but I some people like, literally just reject it, the entire the, idea the line of appropriation like for me i'd call it a appropriation only when it's like oh yeah this is mine i yeah. didn't i didn't take yeah. it from here like taking this is completely credit mine. yeah taking who credit. does that like it's unless you're like uneducated and like willing it's to so believe that it's so plainly obvious right like, obviously it's not right? <laughs> it's like so obvious like yeah like the whole thing not... about like like braids being culture appropriation oh, oh I hated like, that oh you're no no my culture like shut isn't up isn't that like, supposed to be like a compliment like okay wait, wait like it is and like the more <laughs> the more you resist the idea it's like it's the same thing as like oh your nose is big and yeah. if you get offended like oh shit he's called my nose big like people are gonna know that's your tipping point it's insecurity yeah Since so when, if you just insecurity. own it like yo that's my nose or if you go like yo that's sick like you're actually like that's my culture exactly but i appreciate you for doing it 
then there's gonna be no like there's not gonna be any more of that negative energy yeah in between and it's just like it's gonna be overridden by just the, like the love I think it just stops evolution like yeah. like Kanye said the one thing and it's funny cause he said it like in such a nonchalant way fuck I hate dick riding Kanye but fuck he says everything he claims the more you everything. say you're dick riding him the more it sounds like cause I am that's the thing I'm so aware that I am um like I'm, like it's, just, I'm it's just pure appreciation bro. Yeah, like, if just, people don't understand bro, it then I love that nigga but um he said one thing and it's like Ghani has his way of just finding the most simple ways to say something that you could interpret like philosophically mm-hmm. it's like he said in an interview we need more mixed kids that's all he said he didn't say anything else mm-hmm. we need more mixed kids you need you bro you need that like that that Asian you see like you see someone you see some 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 girl and she's like like half German half like Latina like right. like she has like she's mixed like with Greece like Latina blah 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 she looks you you're already picturing that person in your head it's a fucking like beautiful yeah. person he's like exactly this it's like, like that's the default, point yeah. it's like that's the point you need that mix that's why mixed kids like come off as so attractive that's why mix gets such a like pedestal is because it's mixed like it's a combination of two different things and it's so important but there's such a stigma on that yeah and there's such a stigma huge. on it and even like, in like Nepal, Nepalese culture or anywhere really when if you go back home and bring back like don't bring a white girl race. home yeah like I don't bring they're like no I don't I mean I understand too because it's like you want to keep the heritage and the culture the traditions tribalism like that too and like you want to be sure that you can actually still speak your language yeah yeah, yeah your yeah. kids speak the language <laughs> or else it disappears completely yeah but yeah I think I think I think we do need more mixed kids cause I think I mean it's not even to say like you have to have mixed kids it's like yo just let people yeah, Love, it's like man. if you want someone else who is not out out of your outside of your culture, you shouldn't be hesitant because they're outside of your culture. That's so fucked. Like you f- clearly feel a connection to that person, but what's holding you back is these thoughts that people implanted in your head that it's wrong to go for that person because they don't look like your people do. Your people. And it's like everybody knows this. Like every every like most people that are listening probably know this. They know it's. They all but it's know, like, bro. How do you how do you get your parents or like any older people that are don't that don't think the same way as you to understand and that's the part where it's hard like i think it is changing though let's to be optimist to yeah. optimistic a bit it is changing i mean it is changing but like people have to be willing to learn like you can't just teach them like they're like yeah they won't learn unless they want to but we have to say like we have to admit like there's there's never been more interracial relationships True. like there's never been more than right now so like, it's hard to like take in history as it's happening yeah. So like we'll probably look back and be like, oh shit, like that was like this shit that we were talking about was happening as we were talking about it. Which is it's just so hard to see the bigger picture when you're like in it. Like, and also you- like to try to kind of fast forward it ourselves or like just as a generation yeah. try to make it more pr- progressive towards. It's the it's the downside, because to to see the full picture you have to separate. You need distance, but distance isolates you. So like to see what's going on, you need to be away from what's going on like and then come back to it understanding that like the people I hung out with in high school wasn't really like out of just like genuinely liking that person these people oh they're gonna be so pissed (laughs) (laughs) genuinely liking these people more than like just chasing their approval like it took me living here when my school was Mm -hmm. all the way in Orleans and having that separation, never being able to connect, for me to actually understand really? it, yeah. For me, it was never like I actually to I understand like how people school. worked. I needed I it was being a, a, like away from everyone else that made me realize like, mm. like they they're like 
liars. <laughs> like lying, you see like just the just just seeing be I don't know, being in it is so hard to like not see how fucked up it is. Right. But like seeing how some of the, the like the white girls would like be all hang out with each other, but low key they'd either be fucking their their like their just inner fucking, like the entire group is like fucking each other, talking to each other, talking shit to each other about who's fucking who. Right. But then also like staying friends and like mm-hmm. still doing it. There's so much of that. And to me, it took me being away from them to realize what what was going on. Being in it, I don't think they really understand what's actually going on. Because no one wants so to kind of right? like bring it up either. Yeah, because it's kind of awkward. It's like, oh, like, it's okay as it is. <laughs> so I just keep going. But like the point where I started learning that was at the point where I kind of accepted the fact that there was no, there was never going to be any connection with those people. No matter how much I tried, it never felt authentic. It never felt authentic. Any connection mm-hmm. I ever had with those, like all of them. And if they're listening, it never happened. <laughs> never got like a, 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 a sincere connection and I, I feel like they knew it too because bro I came grade 11 mm. they had known each other a long time right. so it's like you can't you can't really just come in there it was literally just like Jade who I knew from time who just introduced me to everyone and we just kind of became friends a few of course like we still stay in contact but like everyone else it was like it was a barrier mm. and it was either like personalities didn't match and I was trying to tell myself that that wasn't true for such a long time. And then it's like, eventually when you accepted it, you're like, yeah, like it's, 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 it's so easy to like figure it out once you accept the distance. But the distance at first might seem like a very, it's the whole short term, long term thing. Like distance at the first will be so daunting. That's why we don't meditate because distance from your mind, from your mind real, makes you realize like how crazy the mind actually is, right? Like, the more you observe it, the more you realize how fucking crazy it is. Like, silence is actually the hardest thing. Exactly. Like, bro, I've... Like, I just realized recently, and, like... Like, I... I haven't gone a day without listening to music for the longest time. Just and being on the bus, be, huh? Yeah, there used to be times where, like... First thing I wake up, I need to listen to music. Or else I can't. Why is it so intimidating? What? Silence. Silence, right? Just in com- it's conversation because, like, alone. It's, well, because, like, it does... It will, it will bring up your subconscious. Whatever you have to deal with... Yeah. Like I'm going to the meditation thing in like a few days, so it's like things are gonna come up. Yeah, things are gonna come up. Yeah, and it's like you're kind of forced to deal with it. So it's all just distractions, huh? Yeah. Cause Noise. Like, Cause like silence. Silent. Once you're silent, that's when you start like hearing the thoughts that that have, mm-hmm. that have been here like forever. That are always there. That the, but like you start hearing them once you just end that silence. It was just so funny. Like when you're silent, shit get louder. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's the yeah, loudest. Bro. Yeah, for sure. That's when it gets the loudest. Did it go up? No. That's, I think that's when it gets the loudest. That's when, like, g- like just in general, like, that's when, like, noise, the noise is the loudest, is when there's no, there's when there's complete silence. Mm. That's when, that's why it's so daunting. It's like, fuck, like, all of this shit. I'm actually fucked up. That's what you, that's, you just start realizing, yeah. fuck, like, I'm so actually thoughts, fucked like, up. I'm actually, like, my thoughts are not because of me. It's because of everything that has happened to me. It's like, and I'm just perpetuating it. Keep, keep, keep Yeah, keep and I have to accept it. I have to accept that this thing, I have to accept that I have this weakness, I have this thing, like, yeah. these people, blah, blah, blah. And that's basically what happened. That's what. That's why I'm so, like, three years, four years later, I'm so fucking grateful, bro. I've been, I've been distanced from everyone for so, like, basically my entire life, and now I'm finally realizing how important that actually was, even at the time it wasn't. It's still not cool. Like, sometimes, like, bro, it's like, fuck. But, like, now, bro... I don't know that distance gives you a superpower you can you can observe more instead of like being like you can observe more than being in it 
and being it's it's the same thing as like being in traffic versus being on the like plane watching down in the traffic right. from the plane looks beautiful <laughs> it looks beautiful you know exactly why that there's traffic oh yeah there's this fucking car crash over there oh yeah it's like rush hour niggas are going home and you see why like you see where the cars are going you see where they're headed but in traffic in traffic is hell in traffic you're like yo like you're you're basically yeah, just road, like road, fuck. Road, road, just ready to fucking crash into someone from yeah. cutting you off. <laughs> you're like fuck. I just need to fucking beat someone up. I but, find like man, I, like have you ever seen me get mad? Uh, only only with Tim fucking up our recording. Oh, yeah. Which will which will come out May the the river video. Hopefully it's out by the time this episode is up. Yeah, I feel like I, like since meditating I've been pretty good at that. Like I it still happens, but like. Well, I mean, it's the whole thing. I took, I took, I, we spoke about like briefly. It's like, nice. Um, um, what people do as resentment towards you having control over your emotions, it's calling you emotionless. Like they'll use it as an attack towards right. you. Like you having control, they'll use it against you, which is fucked up. Because <laughs> at that point, they're acting on their emotions. And yeah. Like, oh yeah, this is this is better than yours. Because they know, bro. No, it's not that you're emotionless. Is that you know, like you have control. it's so easy it's like it's so it's one of those dumb moments when it's like yeah of course it's a suggestion of course emotions are just suggestions it's like your body just body or whatever heart just making you saying like maybe you should like do this and then you have the power we've evolved to be just able to have that power to go nah yeah i'm not gonna act to. on this and you like i was meditating this morning or even just like the past few days and i i realized like i, I never actually get silent silent like there's always thoughts always some yeah and if the moments that are silent it's because i'm focusing on something else which is my breath or mm -hmm. my body whatever. yeah which is not really silent you just yeah it's not silent replacing the noise with a new yeah. noise but i mean that's that's what they try to teach you in meditation is yeah. focus on something else like that that you can sense yeah because focusing i think i think the reason why is because focusing on that you realize when like the thoughts come up while you're trying yeah. to focus on it, you'll see how Increase much distance, it actually gets yeah. in the way and how powerful it is, like how, how like thinking actually like is always happening. That's what I took in from meditating and like trying to like pay attention to my breath. It's like no matter how much I try, I'll either get distracted here and there yeah. or like some thoughts, I'll still have thoughts come up and I have to go like, no, no, no. And it gives you more control over your thoughts over time. Mm. But... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think that's a su that's a superpower you gain. I genuinely think it's a superpower, the ability to feel an emotion and go like, I'll just feel it and wait till it passes, because yeah, like, it always passes. Because well, not even just to pass. It's like because sometimes you might even have to act on it. But there's that, you get this window, even if it's like a second long. It gets bigger over time too. It gets bigger over time. You get that window where it's like, do I act on it or do I not? And that's where the power is. That's where the power is. Because or else you just you're just impulsive like. Oh, this guy cut me off. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, you know what happens a lot in that? Regret, which is the worst thing, because you can't change anything when you regret. Like, regret, regret is literally dwelling on something that doesn't exist anymore, which is the past. So it's like, if you're constantly like on your emotions, like following everything. Sometimes when you, I mean, every time, everyone has experienced this, just doing something out of emotion and then regretting it afterwards. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, fuck, like I was just being mad. I was just being sad. I was just being super emotional, yeah. and I did something super irrational. But then, like, when you want to be able to have control over that, instead of always feeling like you're just some one impulsive piece of shit who's just always fucking, like, 
one moment you're mad and you just need you just feel a need to right. just you're express it you're not even in control of yourself and exactly. I, was reading, I was reading this book on yoga it's the only thing you have control over which is yourself right or if you sometimes don't right but <laughs> yeah that's the point of meditation really and I was reading this book and uh, it was a, like yoga book basically and it was saying like it's just like yogi lore like yeah. things they say right but is it, one of the sayings was like if you can slow your breath down to four breaths per minute Oof. then you can control everything around Oof. you because so at that point because because oh what happens God. is like physio physiologically is that you, good for you physiologically yeah because your brain tells you your, your brain is being told that everything's cool nothing you're like you're not under any stress because what like what happens when you're stressed you overbreathe. <laughs> fuck yeah like fast, one two yeah, three yeah, right breathing but when you slow it down shallow like, fast everything yeah. slows down when you slow down your breathing everything slows down you can actually think clearer I was gonna ask don't you get like less oxygen though but if it's deeper breaths you well, probably still get the same amount it's not cause most of the time we actually overbreathe, oh. which is bad so we're getting more than we need more like, than we need and that's is detrimental because like you just don't need that much yeah so it has to process extra right. and but when you slow your breath down what happens is like Less stress. You, yeah, less stress. You slow your heart rate down. Blood pressure goes. Makes down. so much sense. All that. <laughs> makes so much sense. And I even even that. when I'm like when I'm when I was uh, practicing free kicks, right? Uh, like I just all I did was slow my breath down, and improved. And I just take the shot, and literally what's the, like what's without the even thinking, like I would the, the shot would go exactly where I wanted to, That's just so because I slow cool. my breath down. I'm not even thinking. Literally, just flow. That's like auto, like hack hacking flow, slow state. What's the longest you go uh, breathing in now? Inhaling? Because to me, it's like full, bro. Like, I can't go more than five. You want to count right now? Okay. Three. Uh, uh, one sec, one sec, one sec. Akris is about to inhale. <laughs> that's, the shit we, that's the shit we get excited over. I'll snap when I'm, when I'm done inhaling. 16. We're going at 20. 17, 18, 19, 20. Give me a sign when you're done inhaling. Jesus Christ. What the fuck? He's expanding. Oh my God, he's expanding, guys. We're at 20. That's exactly 20. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that sounds so weird in the mic. <laughs> what, the, just the silence? Yeah, it sounds like a... No, like the... the oh, yeah. It sounds like gas, like, leaking out of a... I feel like we should thing. do, like, a... Like, if anyone even cares. Okay, if you do care and you want to see this... Uh, just leave us a comment or whatever. Like, we can, we can do some breathing technique stuff. Yeah, I feel like... I was going to say, we should either, like, try and meditate. Like, literally a yeah, podcast where we like just a guided meditate. meditation or, like, we, yeah. even YouTube videos. We can I don't even want it to be guided. I just want us to just literally meditate. 15 minutes of silence. <laughs> well, we kind of... Like, what's the point of just recording it if no one's going to know what's happening? And they'll have to listen. If they want to, they'll listen to the 15 minutes of silence. I mean, they'll be forced they're just going to gonna turn it off. They'll join. No, they'll join the meditation. Who will if they want... I don't give a fuck. They'll skip ahead if they want to. We'll talk about other shit after the meditation. Right. Okay, I see. But I feel like we should, I feel like okay, if you guys actually care enough, like send us a message and we can do a few like breathing technique tutorials and stuff like that. Actually, I really want to do that now. We're gonna do that. We're gonna and, dedicate yeah. an, an episode to talking about meditation and meditating. And we're gonna do a ten minute meditation. We're gonna leave ten minutes of fucking silence. And if the person wants to skip over, it'll prove our point. If they don't want to skip over and join and try to be silent for 10 minutes, then 
they'll get the benefits out of it. Yeah. It's not really who cares. Like, they'll just skip ahead. <laughs> if they don't want to do it, they don't have to. And but another, we'll just put another, it out. Another rule of thumb, just like for breathing, uh, you want to, like, in, in order to, like, really affect your physiology and, like, if you want to reduce stress, your exhales should be longer than your inhales. Yeah. Because what happens is inhale is the sympathetic cycle, right? Sympathetic is, like, expenditure of energy. Mm-hmm. And parasympathetic is relaxing. Relaxing, yin. Letting it multiplies go. energy. And yeah, basically, if you exhale longer, mm-hmm. it slows your heart rate down. But if you want to, like, I mean, there's lots of breathing techniques. There's oh, yeah. this other one called Breath of Fire, where, like, you literally. Jeez. You ventilate like that, right? But there's a, there's a reason for it. And Tony Robbins has a guided meditation that's basically that. Hmm. But on his, uh, on his thing, he tells people, what are they? Um, seminars he tells people like like at the end of the show usually does a meditation where you have to have but you do a physical movement where you go like this he's like <laughs> and you do it like I think around like 30 times and he's the, what he tells is like bro if snot comes out your nose don't even give a yeah. shit like just let it out it happens like, right so now, much too like, yeah, yeah cause you don't you don't even control that it's just not like there's just a fucking thing where people say it's disgusting but it's just something your body makes and then at the end you just chill and you just like like think of something you're grateful for blah 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 basic like corny but kind of like effective shit what do you and think then, happens after you die <laughs> can we talk about that next episode yeah what time what's the time we're, we're at 60 jeez okay yeah. that's a good time to yeah play. okay wow that's such a good cliffhanger for the next episode <laughs> okay this is the ASMR outro that I've promised wait wait, wait. let me get my do. scene bowl up do it while I'm ASMRing I brought it oh I love how homemade this is what are you saying? What did you do? You want to say hi to the podcast? What did you do? In the camera? No. Oh. Okay, well, Chris is about to... I'm going to... Turn off the... the close the door because it's going to be loud because he's going to bang this thing. It's going to go... <laughs> I'm going to lower the volume so it doesn't get too annoying for people. Okay. Oh, my God. This is vibes. This is absolutely vibes, guys. So... If you want to figure out what happens when you die, we're going to try to do some research on it, some scientific research so that we have more interesting things to go off on. But if you want to figure out what happens after you die, tune in for episode eight of the Ataraxy podcast. Give us money. Give us money, please. We need clout. <laughs>